0: In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this week, for me, uh, my message uh, has taken some twists and turns as, as I've thought about it. Um, and if you like it, then you can thank the new member class upstairs. If you don't like it, then you can blame them. Uh, but, but the reason why this message has taken some turns is because upstairs, during, during our, our faith exploration class that I was teaching this morning, we were talking about the Bible, And uh, we talked about why we have the Bible and and where it came from and and how to read it and and what exactly it is. And and, and as I was thinking about a a lot of that this week and pondering it and and just appreciating it, uh, I I, I came, and this might sound strange to some of you, I I came to almost in a sense just fall in love with it all over again just to see how awesome the Bible is. Uh, People, are you reading the Bible? (laughs) It is so good. I, I hope you're reading the Bible. You have to be reading the Bible. It is an awesome, awesome story. And, and so as I was thinking about the Bible this week and just how amazing the Bible is, you are reading the Bible, aren't you? Yeah. I see a few head nods. Good, good. You need to be reading the Bible. It is so good. And, and so today's message started out uh, about, it was a message about the story of the Ten Commandments uh, that Luann just read for us. Uh, but as the week twisted and turned, it became a message about the story of the entire Bible. So uh, get ready, uh, strap yourself in because we're on a ride this morning. I promise this message won't last any longer than 90 minutes, two hours. You'll be home in time (laughs) for the Bears game, I hope. Um, But before I I actually, as if that weren't enough, before I jump into the story of the Bible, trying to cover that book, uh, I want to tell you another story. Uh, A story of a particular day that has been important in my life. The story of this day, I bet you can imagine what day that was. My wedding day, uh, August 2nd, 2014. Uh, The the best day, I think of, I I don't think I know, of my life. Uh, Life has never been the same since that wedding day. Uh, It was a perfect day, which I know when people say things like that, Uh, they're often looking back on it and romanticizing it, right, like through rose-colored glasses, but uh, even during that day, I knew it was the perfect day. It couldn't have gone any better. I was marrying the love of my life, number one reason why it was such a great day, Uh, but it was just perfect in so many other ways, too, like our, our friends and our family were there, of course, to celebrate with us, the music, was just so good. We had these two uh, friends of ours singing and playing during the ceremony, and then the DJ at the party afterwards was just spot on. The food was from one of our favorite places. We, we loved the food. The weather, oh, the weather was so good. I, I was so worried about the weather that it was August and it would be 110 degrees or that it would be raining, but it was, it was just as it should have been. That was a great day. But you know what they say about weddings, right? Uh, in, in regard to marriages, that a wedding lasts an evening, but a marriage lasts a lifetime, right? And it's actually surprisingly, shockingly easy to get married, <laughs> right? You have someone sign some paper, you spend a whole lot of money, and then you're married. There's not really too much to it. No tests you have to pass. But but uh, being married is just as awesome as, as getting married, but it takes a little bit more work, right? Uh, uh, maybe you all don't feel this way, uh, but... Uh, Marriage takes some learning involved, right? You have to learn how to be a good spouse. You have to learn how to love the other person. Maybe this is just me, but I I wasn't just born coming out of the womb knowing how to best love my wife and how to be a good husband. These aren't innate things. It it takes time, and uh, fortunately you have time because it's a, a lifelong union, but there are lots of ways how how to learn how to be a good spouse, right? Uh, So for example, uh, I could have read this book. This is a really awesome book by a a great pastor who pastors out in New York. This is a really amazing book that I haven't read yet, uh, but it's on my shelf, and I could have read it, and I've read others like it. Uh, You could read a book, couldn't you, to learn how to love your partner, learn how to be a better spouse. Maybe some of you have done that. There are other things I could have done. I I could have watched the example of other married people and and tried to learn from them. And so uh, I've I've watched and observed these two people. These are my mom and dad, uh, Frank and Eileen. And I've watched them and I continue to watch them and I've learned how to love from them. Uh, I I could have done that. I have done that. Uh, I could have learned in other ways too, right? I I, uh, could have asked friends about it and taken notes. I I could have learned through trial and error, and I'm, of course, still doing that. The point being that I'm trying to make is that uh, learning how to love someone isn't just this natural thing, right? And it's this way in any relationship, whether it's your relationship with your friends or with your parents or uh, with your coworkers or neighbors at work, right? It takes time. There's a feeling out process. You have to learn how to be the best in that relationship, how to love them. Maybe parenting is the best example for you parents. I would guess that when that baby came out, you knew right away you loved it, but you also had no idea how to love it, right? How to be a good parent. It it took time and maybe you did read books or talk to to other parents. There's a learning curve involved and, and that's true in all of our relationships and I think it's also true with God. That seems to be the story of the Bible, as we jump into it now. If, if you remember how the story goes, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He made everything, right? And, and he made humans, and he, and he did all that, not out of a sense of guilt or, or obligation, but why? Why did God create all, all this? Because he loved us, right? And he had so much love to give, and he, he made these people, Adam and Eve, and, and he loved them deeply, and he wanted to be in a, a relationship with them. They wanted he wanted them to know him and to love him and to be faithful to him, and he was going to do all that to them. And, and what does that sound to you like? That sounds to me like a marriage, right? And, and yet, as the story goes, as God enters into this partnership, this relationship, you could almost call it, the Bible does call it a relationship of, uh, a marriage relationship with his, his people. You know how it goes, right? The, the, the people don't hold up their end of the bargain. Uh, they, they're not faithful. Uh, they turn away from him over and over, they do, and and yet the story of the Bible is God continuing to reach back out to them. It's not that the people most often, with a few rare exceptions, the problem isn't that God's people don't love him. They do. Adam and Eve loved God. The problem is they're like us. They're like me. I love God. I really love Jesus, but I do a whole lot of stupid stuff. And that's the story of the Bible. These people who love God but continue to do all this stupid stuff in their life and we call that stupid stuff. Anyone know the, the big theological word for it? Sin, yeah, right? This is the story of the Bible. People who love God and are loved by him but keep on doing these stupid things that we call sin. And and so Adam and Eve do the one thing that God told them not to. They eat the fruit. They don't trust that he is good and kind and is their best interest at heart. Uh, We see it as as the relationship between the people, and they're supposed to love each other, that breaks. Cain kills Abel. We see it in in the people building this tower to the sky in, in a place called Babel as they puff out their chests and snub their noses, at, at God. We, we see it all the way through the Old Testament, even up to the point where where God brings a man named Moses up onto the top of the mountain to tell him these beautiful words. And, and while God is up there talking to him, the, the, the leader of the people, the people are down at the bottom building a, a cow out of gold, and they're worshiping it. People, even people who love God, do really stupid things. They sin all of the time and yet the story of the bible is a god who continues to reach out to them and and follow to them this is the bible people <laughs> have you been reading the bible lately <laughs> you know what i mean this is so good if it's boring to you that's my fault not the bop the, the bible's problem i told this to the group upstairs uh just read the bible it is not boring and, and so god to continue the story keeps reaching out to his people and and that's where we come to our story for today the story of the ten commandments you see, God gave the people these commandments not just to, like, have them spinning their wheels and keeping them busy or to burden them or so that he could have a reason to punish them later, right? He, he gave them these commandments because, because he loved them. Because they kept on doing stupid things and they needed to learn what it looked like to love him back, right? And so he, he shouldn't have had to do this, right? But, but he did because he, because he cared. And so he laid it all out. He's like, all right, step one to loving me, don't have any other gods. (laughs) Kind of obvious, shouldn't need to be said, but just don't. Make idols, don't worship anything else but me. Uh, That's how you start to love me. Uh, Step number two, respect my name. Keep it holy. You're going to treat me different than you treat everything and everyone else, and that's how you're going to show love for me. Uh, Step three, you're going to remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You're going to rest, and you're going to see that your rest isn't me, and you're going to just trust that even when you're not working, I'm caring for you. That's an act of love. Step four, I'm going to start to teach you now how to love each other. You're going to respect your parents and other authorities. Step five, you're not going to kill. Step six, you're not going to commit adultery. You're going to be faithful in your marriages. Step seven, you're not going to steal. That's not very loving. Step eight, you're, you're always going to tell the truth. You're not going to lie. Step nine and ten, you're never going to covet. And, and God just lays it all out there. And, and we have a problem with rules, but I think we're meant to read the passage that Luann read for us from Deuteronomy and just be like, oh my goodness, this is beautiful. I mean, can you imagine if, if people actually lived like that, how awesome that would be? Right? This is a, a beautiful picture. And this might sound weird to you too, but it's like this, this big love fest, right? If they just did this, the people would be loving each other and they would be loving it with God and they would all be loving each other. It's a beautiful picture. And, and God just lays it all out. He paints it for them and he, he teaches them, this is what it looks like to love me. But you know how the story of the Bible goes, right? The picture doesn't last for very long. Because the people are like us. They love God, but they do stupid things. They, they look at, at, the, at the sign out on Dundee Road, and, and, and they see that it says 35 miles per hour. And, and they think to themselves, well, there's not too many people around, and I'm in a hurry, so I think I can do 42. <laughs> okay, that's not what they did. That's what I do. <laughs> But they did the same with the laws, right? They're like, how can I get around this? How can I skirt this? How can I avoid it? How can I continue to do what I wanted to do all along, right? And so the, the pattern continues. God's people doing stupid stuff, we call that sin, and he continues to reach out and extend his love and and follow after them. Why? Because he wants that relationship with them, the one he had in the garden where he walked with Adam and Eve and talked with them, but the one that they kept on throwing away. This is an amazing love we see in God. And and yet, do you know what we would call it today, what God is doing? This was like a friend of ours, the way he's acting. Do you know what we would call that? We'd call it stalking. Uh, that's, that's the polite way we would call it today, right? Here, here's God, and he keeps showing up. He's like, I love you! And the people are like, yeah, but the golden calf. And so they come over here, and he's like, I'm back! I love you! And, and they walk away a little further, and he's like, here I am. I love you. I want to be in a relationship with you. And then they build a tower, and they kill each other, and he just keeps following them. And if this were a friend of ours, we'd be like, dude, she's not into you. <laughs> Find someone new, <laughs> Uh, go, go find another relationship. But God is so determined in his love that no matter how many times his people are faithless and they break the rules and they don't live out that picture that we find in the Ten Commandments, he, he continues to follow them until it gets to the point where he just can't wait for them to reach up to him. He can't wait for them to, to climb the ladder and, and fulfill that relationship. And so he does it for them. And he jumps down out of heaven. He descends to their level. It's the story of Jesus, right, born in a manger, becoming human, doing what they couldn't do, following the rules that they couldn't keep, being faithful where, where they were faithless, stretching out his arms to, to sacrifice his life once and for all for, for the sins of the world so that we could have that relationship that was lost way back in the garden. That's the story of the Bible. Have you read the Bible lately? It's so good, <laughs> it's so good. But where does that leave us today? Or I should ask, where does that leave us in regards to the Ten Commandments, right? Jesus came because we weren't keeping the commandments, because we kept on turning away and finding a way around them, and, and life was just broken, and, and this big love fest he had in mind was anything but, and so Jesus came. But, but what does that mean for us today in regards to the Ten Commandments? Do we just throw them away? Do we get to keep going 42 when it says 35, right? Have you thought about this? It's important that we think about this. Well, well, I would say what the Bible teaches us is that Jesus came, yes, to fulfill these commandments because we never could. But just like they were good for the people in Israel when God gave them in Deuteronomy, they, they continue to be good for us today. Through the commandments, God continues to teach us what it looks like to love him. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, isn't just love enough? Isn't it just enough that we love God, right? Well, ask anyone who's been married if, if just this idea of love is enough, right? Like, if, if, if you were married and your partner comes to you, or, or you go to your partner and you're like, can you take out the trash? I'm really tired today. And they're like, no, but I love you. <laughs> That would not be enough, right? That would not be good enough. Or if, if you've been making dinner every day of the week and you're like, just this once, can you pitch in and maybe just like stop at the store and pick up some ketchup on the way home? And they're like, nah, but I love you, right? <laughs> not gonna cut it. And, and so God is teaching us, he's showing us what it looks like to be in this loving relationship with him. And so we have the Ten Commandments. And, and so what I'd like to leave you with today uh, is a practice, uh, a practical practice that you can take home and do this week. This is an ancient practice that Jesus followers like us have been doing for centuries, so this is not my idea. Uh, it's a, a practice that the Jesus followers have been doing just about since since the very beginning. Uh, it, you could do it in about five minutes, I, I would guess, but I would suggest maybe take 20 minutes, half an hour. Uh, some Jesus followers throughout history have done it every day, if you can believe it, uh, I would suggest let's start with once a week. Once a week would be a good place to start. And, and this is the practice. Uh, I suggest that, that all of us go home sometime this week and we simply read the Ten Commandments. They're there in your bulletin. You can find them in your Bible. You can open up a, a catechism, Luther's Catechism, if you have one. They're all there too. Wherever you do it, open up the commandments and begin to read them. And not just read them, but begin to meditate on them and pray over them. And, and then reflect on your life in light of them right? And, and don't read them thinking, I got to do this so that God loves me. No, that's why Jesus came, right? To give us that relationship. But now that you have a relationship with him, by the power of God's Spirit, he's working in you so that you, you see the 35 mile per hour sign on Dundee, and you don't think to yourself, I think I can do 42, but you think to yourself, you know what? I know who made that sign. I know who put it there, and, and I know that they can be trusted, and I know they put it there because they have my best interest at heart, and so I'm going to hit the brakes and obey the rules. That's what the love of Christ and this relationship we have with him by the power of his spirit is working in us so that we would look at the commandments and and see that they are given by one who loves us and has our best interests at heart and that they are for our good so go home and read and meditate on on the 10 commandments uh, dwell on them pray over them examine your life uh, in them and then I would suggest to you today that uh, three things will happen when you do and they're not going to all happen at once. And you're not going to have some big, magical, mystical experience as you do this. I will not promise you that. But over the weeks and years that you, you go about this practice, which Jesus' followers have been doing since the very beginning, these three things will begin to work in your life. Uh, first, you will learn how to love the Lord and your neighbor. First time you read it, you're going to think to yourself, I've heard these before. What am I going to learn, right? But then one day you're going to be working and working and you're going to be so just strung out and tired and you're going to come across uh, the third commandment, honor the Sabbath day, and you're going to see that God has so much rest for you and that, that you can stop working because God never does and he will take care of you, right? You'll learn how to love him, that that, that rest is actually an expression of love. Or you'll be tempted to lie and, and you'll hear this voice that says it's no big deal and then you'll come across the seventh commandment or, or the eighth commandment and you'll think to yourself, I can't do that. That wouldn't be a loving thing to do for the people around me and for my God. So as you meditate on them, you'll learn to love God more and more. The the second thing that will happen is you'll get back on track. Uh, Much smarter people than me have often described the commandments that they work kind of like a a curb on the side of the road. Think about how a curb on on Dundee Road functions. It's there for when you begin to drift or get drowsy or distracted with that curb, you hit it, and then you, you get back in line, right? You hit the curb, and it, it wakes you up, and, and you get back on your way, and that's what the commandments do for us, too. They're not the foundation of our faith. We, we don't put our hope or trust in commands, but they help us to live in line with God. When, when we begin to get tempted, or we begin to believe the lies around us, the, the commandments, this practice will get us back on track. Now, the third thing that happens is that you will read the commandments and. And if you are at all honest with yourself, you'll you'll come to one conclusion. That you have done some really stupid things this week. (laughs) Some sinful things. And, And you will read those commandments and you will see how far you have fallen and there will be no doubt about it but by the power of the holy spirit god will use that to 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 draw you into the arms of your savior you will see as you look at the ten commandments that there is no way you can keep these rules but that jesus has and he is ready to accept you every single time you will see that you can't you cannot do it but jesus has and because of him and because of his love for you you have a relationship with him Praise be to God for Jesus in his name.